Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 47, and this is God's Big Story. Season 4! <laughs> it's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. So welcome back, boys and girls. It's another Moose Day Tuesday. So today, well, let's moo like you've just remembered that today we start a brand new book. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, moo. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. Mm. Okay, Dave. Yeah, new book, huh? I love new book days. Yep, me too, Marvin. And today, for the first time, well, we are going to be walking through one of the major prophets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dave, what's a major prophet again? Oh, well, a major prophet is just one of the ones that's way longer than the minor prophets. And in fact, this book is 66 chapters long. Oh, wow. Gosh, Dave, if we read all of that, we'll be reading for months. Yep, that is true. But we won't read every single verse, or actually even verses from every single chapter. But hopefully we'll read enough to try and get a good feel for what's going on. Okay, Dave. Well, don't keep us in suspense. What book is it? Well, for the next few weeks, we're going to be reading from the book of Isaiah. Or Isaiah, if you prefer. Sit down, relax, let's have no interruptions. <laughs> it's time for book introduction. Yeah, it's me, the professor. <laughs> oh, that's a nice whistling, yeah. <laughs> oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> hi, professor. Okay, professor. Well, we need an introduction for the book of Isaiah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, this is a big one, yeah? <laughs> okay, so let's ask our three questions, yeah? So who wrote it? Or, well, I guess we know who wrote it, Isaiah, huh? But who was Isaiah? Well, Isaiah's name means the Lord saves. And we know Isaiah was a well-educated aristocrat. You know, he was born into a posh family in Jerusalem. So he had access to the king and the royal court in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Also, he was married and he had some kids too. Ah! Okay, okay, so who was he writing to? Ah, well, Isaiah is speaking to the kings and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem. You know, the southern kingdom, yeah? Okay, yeah, because Amos and Hosea, well, they were both writing to the northern kingdom of Israel, huh? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Good work, Marvin. (laughs) So, Isaiah started preaching a little bit later than Amos and Hosea. Although, they probably overlapped. But while they were up north, Isaiah is down south in Jerusalem, yeah? (laughs) Okay, okay. So, yeah, then we kind of know what's going on. Yeah, that's right. So, Amos and Hosea were warning Israel that Assyria were coming to destroy them, yeah? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. So Isaiah begins preaching in the years leading up to the arrival of the Assyrians. Mm -hmm. So we've heard already, although they hadn't set up the golden calves in Judah like they had up north in Israel, well, God was not pleased with them either. No, no, they were not doing a good job of following God. Mm. And so Isaiah is sent to warn them, yeah? 
Okay. Okay, got it, Professor. Yep, thanks, Professor. So, Marvin, just like we saw in Obadiah, Amos, and Hosea, along with warnings about the consequences for the people's sin, well, we're also going to see messages of hope for the future. Okay, got it, Dave. Okay, so who's going to be reading Isaiah for us? Well, because it is such a long book, we're going to break it into a few different chunks. And our friend Valerie is going to take us through the first 12 chapters or so. Oh, great. Yeah, Valerie's my favorite reader, Dave. She sounds just like my great Aunt Mutilda. Mm. She was famous for her beautiful mooing, you know, Dave. People would come from miles around just to listen to her moo. Okay, well, yeah, I'm sure Valerie would be flattered. Oh, yeah, she should be, Dave. Well, today we're going to start with Isaiah chapter 1. And Isaiah is bringing a message from God, and God is not pleased with the people of Judah. So, there are a couple of things that God says he hates. See if you can listen out for what those are. Okay, so what does God hate? Got it, Dave. And yep, I think that's it. So, over to you, Valerie. Isaiah 1, verses 1 to 4 and 11 to 17. Here is the vision about Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah saw. It came to him when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz and Hezekiah were ruling. They were kings of Judah. Isaiah was the son of Amos. Listen to me, you heavens. Pay attention to me, earth. The Lord has said, I raised children, I brought them up, but they have refused to obey me. The ox knows its master, the donkey knows where its owner feeds it, but Israel does not know me. My people do not understand me. How terrible it will be for this sinful nation. They are loaded down with guilt. They are people who do nothing but evil. They are children who are always sinning. They have deserted the Lord. They have turned against the Holy One of Israel. They have turned their backs on him. And going on to verse 11. Do you think I need any more of your sacrifices? Asks the Lord. I've more than enough of your burnt offerings. I have more than enough of rams and the fat of your fattest animals. I do not find any pleasure in the blood of your bulls, lambs and goats. Who asked you to bring all these animals when you come to worship me? Who asked you and your animals to walk all over my courtyards? Stop bringing offerings that do not mean anything to me. I hate your incense. I can't stand your worthless gatherings. I can't stand the way you celebrate your new moon feasts, Sabbath days and special services. Your new moon feasts and your other appointed feasts I hate with my whole being. They have become a heavy load to me. I am tired of carrying it. You might spread out your hands towards me when you pray, but I do not look at you. You might even offer many prayers, but I am not listening to them. Your hands are covered with blood of the people you have murdered. So wash and make yourselves clean. Get your evil actions out of my sight. Stop doing what is wrong. Learn to do what is right. Treat people fairly. Help those who are treated badly. Stand up in court for children whose fathers have died and do the same thing for widows. Thanks, Valerie. Okay, Marv, so what did God say that he hated? Okay, well, one was their incense, but... Well, what's incense again, Dave? Oh, I'm still here, Dave. I can take that one if you like. Sure, go for it, Professor. 
Ah, well, incense was this sweet smelling, smelly stuff, you know, that they burned when they were worshipping God. Yeah? Yeah! Oh, yeah, thanks, Professor. And then, Dave, I think God said that he hated their feasts, too. But, you know, weren't the feasts kind of how they worshipped God as well? I mean, why would God hate that? Wasn't that kind of what they were supposed to be doing? Well, yes, Marvin. But, you see, the people of Judah were doing what they were supposed to do. They were bringing God offerings, sacrificing animals, burning incense, celebrating the feasts. But the problem was they didn't really love God. They weren't following him with their whole hearts. You know, it'd be like me going to church on Sunday and then walking out the door and thinking, there, I've done what I'm supposed to do. Now I can just ignore God for the next six days until next Sunday. Oh, you do that, Dave? Don't think that's how you're supposed to do it. Well, no, I don't do that, Marvin. I'm saying it would be the same thing if I did that. But, boys and girls, you know, maybe we do think, oh, we would never do that. But when we go to church on Sunday, well, why do you go? Is it because your parents make you? Is it because maybe you're a Christian family and that's just what Christians do, right? Well, I guess, Dave. Yeah, I've never really thought about it. We've just always gone to church. Well, that's the thing, Marvin. God doesn't want us to go through worshipy type stuff just because it's what we always do. He wants us to worship him because we love him, because he loves us. We should be thinking, I want to sing God's praises with my church family because of what God has done for me. I want to read the Bible to hear God's word because, well, that's how I can get to know the God that I love better, you see? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so, Dave. So, yeah, it's, it's not really just what we're doing, huh? But God looks at our hearts and kind of how we're doing it. Yeah, that's it, Marvin. So, boys and girls, this Sunday, well, ask yourself, why am I doing this? And let's not be like the Israelites who just did that God stuff because it's what they did, like it was some kind of habit. Let's think about why we do what we do at church and, you know, do all those things because we love God. That's the kind of worship that God will be pleased with. Okay, yeah, so like when we sing songs or, you know, hymns, Dave, we don't just sing the words because that's what we always do and everyone else is doing it. We should really think about the words we're mooing and, you know, moo them to God. Yeah, exactly, Marvin. Or when we pray all together in church. We shouldn't just bow our heads and close our eyes because that's what everyone else is doing. You know, we should think about the words that are being prayed. And we make those words our prayers too. And, you know, we say amen at the end because we really mean it. Okay, yeah, I get it, Dave. So we'll leave it there for today, boys and girls. We started Isaiah with some bad news for the people of Judah. God was not pleased. But there are plenty of messages of hope in Isaiah too. And we'll get to some of those tomorrow. Oh, sounds good, Dave. Okay, well, bye, boys and girls. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.